What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. Today we're talking, I can't even believe I'm going to say it, week 14 of the NFL and recap the Thursday night football where we saw the Rams squeak out a victory against the Raiders. And as always, go down, like, and subscribe, and drop a comment of your biggest uh, bets of the weekend. But this is Paul Pick a Win, I'm Concha, and I'm joined with... Hey, man, you already know it's your boy, Kev Waterboy Savoy, and I got my roommate, Miss Mia Bella, in this motherfucking main, and we talking week 15. Wait, is it 14 or 15? A 14, 14. Week 14. And this is the last week of my fucking fantasy right now. And, Paul, when I tell you I am on the motherfucking – I live on the IR. Oh, I'm on the IR, man. Like, oh, man, I'm number one in the league, 11 and 2. It's crazy. But I've been going through it all season, motherfucking. I got – right now I think my starting flex and my tight end is – starting tight end is Cole Komet. My motherfucking flex is Samaj P. Ryan, and that doesn't mean shit now that Joe Mixon is here. But I'm still 11 and 2. Like, it's crazy. Niggas just can't beat me. Hey, talk your shit. Talk your shit. And the only time I lost, I lost two games in a row, and it was because of the buys. Like, all my teams are on buys. Nah, this fucking last week, going to be a lot of people in fantasy either squeaking in or squeaking out. And if uh, if you have a fantasy matchup on the line, drop a comment down there on some of the hardships that you're going through or some bullshit that has happened to you this season to explain why you are where you are in fantasy. Oh, but let's get Let's get into this uh, Thursday night football. And uh, you said it before the show, before we start recording, like the Raiders had this one in the bag, it felt like almost. And then some Baker bullshit, Baker magic, whatever you want to call it. And then here we are, that boy back 90, on the map. 98.8% win chance. And fun fact, they're up 13 to 3. And what's another team that we knew was up 13 to 3 and blew it? <laughs> the Saints. So it's interesting that. that the Thursday night game ended the same way the Monday night game ended. Two-minute drill, coming down the clock. But really, the Raiders had this shit. Devontae yeah. Adams, fucking dog. He had, I watched, I tuned in, I seen the catch immediately, and I was like, oh, the Raiders won this. This catch over, um, I want to say it was in the first or second quarter. Nasty. The one-hand catch, I was like, I think like one of the first catches on the first drive, like it was just like, damn, they meet, they're coming yeah. to play. Like, this is how you're starting off the game, homie. So, like, I'm thinking they've been a fuck them boys up. But Baker came in and did what he did. And it was crazy because, you know, they said that Baker didn't even um know that the the waiver wire didn't go through before he booked his fight. He kind of just said, fuck it. Like, what else am I going to do? But you know what's even crazier? We have the 49ers who are going to be starting Brock Purdy. We have Mike White on the Jets. We have fucking uh, the Texans who have no real quarterback. The Colts who are struggling at quarterback. Only the Rams put in a waiver for him. No one else put a waiver in for him. Like even some people thought maybe Pete Carroll might put a waiver in him just so he can get the quarterback and the 49ers and the Rams won't be able to get a quarterback type shit. Like some real chess, not checkers type shit. And mm-hmm. but no, only only they did. And I was just shocked on that because like I don't think he's a, a bona fide starter. He looked bad on the Panthers, but I still think like there's some teams right now who are starting the likes of Kyle Allen and the shit. Like you'd probably be better off with a Baker for the only like you're paying like a million for the rest of the year. Like you barely and at least Baker sells some jerseys and tickets. Like he at least brings a fan base with him, and apparently brings a fucking 98 yard winning drive with him as well. 
tell me what the fuck happened in these last two these last two drives, Pebble. Because that's all that matters when it comes to this game. Okay, motherfucking Josh Jacobs scored. Josh Jacobs really had 27. Um, I want to say he had 27 attempts for 99 yards. Like they were staying on his ass for most of the game. I think he so averaged like, like 3.8 per carry or some shit. Nothing crazy. No real receptions like that. Like they, the the defense had something figured out that was working against them for a lot of the game. So what the fuck did the Rams offense do to make this shit shake? See, the Rams offense is they, they they got the right plays at the right time, especially that fourth quarter one. I felt like the Raiders were playing too much like soft D, letting them get the shit underneath. And that's the one that's what Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, all the greats have done. You give me two minutes. Okay, I'll just keep taking the underneath shit while it's here, and then I'll take a shot when I need to. But I'm going to keep stacking up yards. And that's what they did until they got down there. And then Fan Jefferson's, like, 28-yard touchdown or whatever it was. But I, I put this loss more on the Raiders because you're up 13-3 at halftime. Derek Carr, I believe, threw in one interception at halftime, before halftime. And they kind of, like, he started off the game hot, getting Devontae Adams involved. Uh, Devontae Adams, crazy catch. Then Josh Jacobs start running. First quarter, they're looking good. Then they stop throwing the ball. Like, their car ended with only 20 passes this game. Like, they didn't throw the ball anymore. They only gave the ball to Josh Jacobs. They Like you said, they were on his ass. Like, 3.8 yards per carry. It's not like he was doing some, like, um, some performances like he has before in other games. But I felt like the moment Derek Carr threw that interception, they kind of were like, let's just lean on Jacobs. It's not let's not shoot ourselves in the foot. They started playing like some pussies. And then the Rams just kind of stayed around, stayed around and fucking found a, uh, found a way to win because I felt like if the Raiders would have never just stopped throwing the ball and just kept the dual headed threat of Derek Carr and Josh Jacobs and even Devontae Adams, they probably would have put up more points, but instead they, they fell flat in the second half. And I, I, I put on McDaniels for this one, to be honest. Yeah. Every- Week by week, I'm choosing. I'm laying on more, less and less from Mike McDaniel's, Josh McDaniel fans, and it should make me mad because I just felt like the Raiders didn't want to see me have 100 wins because I would have had 100 on the dot if they had won today. But no, they had to fuck it up. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we both took an L. We both took that team, so we both took the L. But shit, I'm, I will say Baker looked. I won't say he looked good. It was just a short stint, but he did just learn the playbook on the plane over there. Like it's still fresh to him, so. Maybe Sean McVay can squeeze some juice out of this Baker shit. Um, who knows? Because he, I think he looked—he definitely looked better than he did on the Panthers. That was Sean McVay. I mean, yeah, and, it, and he, I like that he was playing with a dead with um with his with his arm, chest on his sleeve in a sense, with his heart on his sleeve. But it was a good game for the last two minutes. Yeah, uh, but enough Thursday night football. Let's get into this week slate right here. We're going to start off divisional game, and it means a lot in standings. The Bills at home hosting Mike White and the Jets. No Zach Wilson for this. I mean, Zach Wilson's on the bench. It's not like he's hurt. But they're rolling with Mike White again. This will be the first time the Bills see the Mike White offense instead of Zach Wilson. And Buffalo favored by 10 points here. How do you feel? I mean, I think that's a lot of points because – Mike White can get him a little hot, but they have film on him now, so I don't really see. I think you can key in on him and key in on Garrett Wilson, and there's the the Bills have the safeties and they have the, um, have the secondary to do that. And then I think it's just gonna be like a, um another game of matchups because Stephon Diggs got held to like maybe 
34 yards. That was in man coverage, but he ended the game with like 90. Because some okay. of us, yeah, when Sauce guarded him, it was only like 30 yards, but he still ended the game with 90 because it played zone a little bit. There it goes. So motherfucking, how do you think it's going to go? Man, the Jets beat them earlier this year with Zach Wilson, and we saw the Josh Allen do Josh Allen things. And for that reason, and because I'm fucking, I'm a stubborn mule, and I think Mike White's better than Zach Wilson. I'm just gonna go. I'm just gonna go with my gut and just say take take the Jets, even though I think the Bills are the better team all around. They they beat them with Zach Wilson. Fuck it, they got they got Mike White now. I'm taking the Jets again. Really? Did you take the Jets last week? After you don't like taking the Jets. Yeah, I did, but also this will help my uh. If if the, I need the Jets to win here, because then if we beat the Bills next week, we we sit comfortably at number one in the AFC. Nice. Oh, or then the Chiefs have to lose also, but we'll be number one AFC East. So I'm kind of rooting for the great, uh, rooting for the lesser evils right here. I respect it. You going with the Bills? Almost definitely. This defense is electric to me. Like I fuck with his defense to the fullest, and even if um, even if Sauce Gardner can um, they play a lot more Sauce Gardner on Stephon Diggs, and Stephon Diggs underperformed. Josh Allen's a running back, baby. We gonna figure something out. I so Josh Allen, I have a prop for him. Um, over a half interception. I think he's gonna throw one. He threw a couple last time. That's why the game was so close, and that's also why I got the Jets here. I think Josh Allen's gonna do a couple, couple Josh Allen things. Not the good kind, though. Like, it's a very stingy defense. Next game, another rival game here. There's a couple of rivals. Uh, I mean, divisional rival games this week. Uh, we have the Bengals at home with a five-and-a-half-point favorites hosting Deshaun Watson Browns. Oh. Where Watson and offensive company didn't put up any touchdowns. It was all defense and special teams to put up 30 to beat the Texans. It's, I've never seen a team put up 30 without scoring an offensive touchdown, but I did last week. That's actually insane. What do you think going to happen, though? I think the Bengals are going to smoke them. I think uh, Burroughs is hitting the second second gear. They're 4-1 at home. The Browns are 2-4 and four on away games. They don't travel well. And I think Watson, like some people are raving, like they have his props for rushing at like 40 yards almost. They think he's like a dual threat back, like a quarterback. He looks shitty. I think Watson didn't look good at all. I like, so I think the Bengals should smoke him. I respect it to the fullest. I think I, I agree with you fully, but I do hope that they would utilize Nick Chubb 30 times. And this defense. No, I'm not lying. I don't think this defense can do too much against that offense because that offense is rolling right now with T. Higgins, Ty Boyd, and Jamar Chase back in the foil. Joe Mixon coming back. Yeah, that's a two. Yeah, they got they're back to where they want to be at, and they just beat the Chiefs without being fully fully healthy. So I was like, huh. Yeah, so I do have a couple props. I have Nick Chubb over seventy six and a half rushing. I think it's a little low, just because I feel like. I think even the coaching staff saw that Watson was kind of shitty, so they might try to limit his throws this game. It was his first game back against the shitty Texans. Of course, they're going to let him throw some. They knew they were going to win that game no matter what. This is a divisional game against the Bengals. They're going to try to follow the game plan that leads them to victory, and I think that's Chubb. And then in combination, Watson under 223.5 passing yards. I just think they're not going to let him throw the ball. They saw saw what they got in him. Next game. 
not divisional rival game, but interstate battle between the Cowboys at home hosting the Texans. Biggest spread in the week. I think the biggest spread of the year. 17 points are the Cowboys favorited right now. That's insane. But like when you blow out motherfuckers consistently like they've been doing, it's gonna happen. I would definitely take I would take yeah, I would take the Texans with the um 17 spread because like that's a lot of fucking points. But um I'm not going to. I'm taking the Cowboys all day. But you know, fun fact, the Cowboys are adding up 250 million dollars upgrades to the stadium because I guess the World Cup is gonna be there in 2026. Oh, that's kind of fine. My dad's going to be at this game. He's going to get himself a Cooper Rush jersey because he don't fuck with Dak. I'm crying. <laughs> yeah, that way. He He's actually getting get the tour of the stadium. He's going to be on the field before the game. He's doing the whole bonanza. He might as well get the Tony Pillard jersey. That's what I told him to get. Uh, but he says he doesn't know if Tony Pillard will be around because of how much money he might want. I was like, I respect it. Yeah, Jerry ain't paying that. But yeah, we're both riding the Cowboys here. I mean, it's simple enough as the tech. You can I mean, Davis Mills will be starting again, so that's a plus. Kyle Allen was terrible, but only fun fact I got is there's been like four times since like 2010 that there's been a 17 point spread. Two of them have won outright. It was the Jets when they beat the Rams like last year or the year before, and it was the Dolphins when they beat the Patriots on the Miami Miracle of Fitzpatrick like two two years ago. Or like three years ago. So I'm not saying the Texans really – I will say this is a national football league. I will not be shocked if them boys do something, but they – I'll be flabbergasted. I got Davis Mills anytime interception thrower. Like this is the best pass defense in the league. Uh, Next game, yeah. NFC divisional matchup. The Lions are at home where they're two-point favorites against the 10-2 and two Vikings. The Vikings are an underdog right here against the Lions. It's not like Kirk Cousins is out or anything. They're just the Vegas is, doesn't fuck with Vikings here. It looks like. How about you, Kev? I'm upset because and this is this is these are my new trap games. Because like when we first started doing the podcast, the trap game was the games that look too good to be true, and it gets your stupid ass. Like, oh, you thought you was gonna eat? Because these are my trap games. Last week. I've lost two trap games in a row. Last week with the Dolphins and the week before that, I believe it was the Vi- no, it was the Vikings and the Cowboys. So I'm over here losing these trap games. So I'm thinking like, do I keep, do I finally go against the grain or do I keep allowing the trend to continue? That's how I look at this game right here. Cause I saw that, I heard somebody talking that and I thought they were bullshit. I didn't think it was for real, but you just confirmed it. How do the Vikings attend to I tend to our underdog to the five and six lines. Five and seven. Wow. I mean, at the telling in Vegas, I mean, Vikings are frauds, but they keep finding ways to win. But the on paper, the Vikings statistically are terrible, like bad in pass defense, not a good rush defense, negative fucking EPA, whatever the fuck that means. But uh, I'm rocking. I'm rocking the Vikings as an underdog here. I haven't picked. I've only picked one other underdog. I need to add more. I'm picking the Vikings. I want to take the Vikings so, so bad. And I'm going to take the Vikings, but the Lions have been rolling these last couple of weeks. They've been, they have been the mighty, mighty Lions. So we, we, we gave them the moniker and they finally are living up to it. 
But I'm pretty sure that I'm going to respect the Vikings for being the home dog in this one. So I'm going to take the Vikings, but damn, I want to take the Lions so bad. Oh, the Lions are at home. Vikings are the underdog on the road right now. Oh, fuck. That low-key was my only reason for picking the Vikings. There was no other reason. But I'm going to still rock with the motherfucking Purple People Eaters. Damn, I was really hoping they were home underdogs. I got three props. I'm run through them real quick. Jefferson over six and a half receptions. He's just Kurt's number one target. Hawkinson over four and a half receptions. Uh, Kirk likes his tight ends. He's been, looks like number two target since he's joined the team. And Amon St. Brown over six and a half receptions. Vikings have the worst pass defense in the NFL. Jared Goff has been cooking. Amon St. Brown's his guy. It's as simple as that. Next game, another divisional game. Titans are at home with a three and a half point favorites against the Jaguars here. How are we feeling here, Kev? Because I'm going to let you know straight up, I'm rocking with the Jags. I think I my preseason take, I got to stand by it. The Jags are better than the Titans. Give me the Jags. I would have took this game for eight and a half points for the Titans. Like, nigga, what? This Titans team has lost two in a row. They're definitely tired of losing. They're not giving one up to the Browns. That's just if they lock in that team. They have a great motherfucking they have a great defense when it feels like playing defense and they have an offense that can can that um goes all over the place so like it can go either or with me but trevor lawrence is questionable since that injury he took at he did play the rest of the game but he does that leg is still a little tweaked up but yeah i definitely would take my dog if it was eight points if it was eight points i'm not trusting the jaguars in this one Give me the Jags. Give me the money line. Next game, the Giants at home, where the Giants are seven-point underdogs against the Eagles. Another divisional game here. This is another game. They could, bro, why don't they let me make the spreads? This is another game where I think the spread should be fucking high because the Giants are fucking idiots. Yeah, I mean, Shaquan Barkley's banged up. He's questionable. Eagles just have a great defense. I know they lost CJ Garner, uh, Johnson Garner, but I mean, even without him, Bradbury and Slay, they got um, fucking that front, the front seven still elite. I just don't see how the Giants can really get yards and score points here. And I, I really like the Eagles here. No, the Giants are stuck. They're not doing shit this game. What after watching what the Giants did with the um, commies last week, tying them boys and not and having such bad play calling late in the game. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be shocked if the Eagles don't sub their um started by the, the second half of the third. <laughs> I wouldn't be shocked either. Next, uh, I do have a prop. It is David Bellinger, the tight end for the Giants, over two and a half receptions. He seems to be Daniel Jones' uh, safe target right now. Next game, the Ravens versus the Steelers. Here, Steelers are two point favorites at home. With the Tyler Huntley led Ravens, Kev, no Lamar is it no problem or is or is, is how 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 does this shake up for you? You got T.J. Watt Steelers and then you got the Ravens with, without Lamar Jackson. See, it's easy for me not to be a fan of these teams in senses because like I just watched the Falcons play against them, and like these games are close. All these teams are vulnerable as fuck. The Steelers, you can run as long as you're running away from Rick J.J. Watt or straight to him and you're chipping. Regardless, you got to chip. So there's a way to beat the Steelers. You can run all over the Steelers' defense. So, like, I want to pick the motherfucking the Ravens because I feel like that's what they have to do if they want to win. They can't throw the ball. 
But they just got off the, that good ass W against Denver. I don't think the Steelers, especially the way Mike T wants to film, is gonna go. And they're trying to still hit this little run. So yeah, take I'll take the, the Steelers at home too. Yep. Yeah, I'll take the Steelers in Heinz Field. That's just gonna be loud. Yeah, I'm still standing on Tomlin wants to go above 500, and these are the games he has to win. Like car, like the the universe has lined up perfectly. Like we didn't know Lamar Jackson was gonna get hurt last week. But the universe did it because they knew the Ravens would play the Steelers this week, and they need Lamar and they need Tomlin to go above five hundred. I do have a, I do like Huntley though. I have over forty half and a forty five and a half rushing yards for him. He seems to be like Lamar Jackson light, and he also he doesn't trust his throwing ability as much. So I feel like he's gonna use his legs a lot more because you know some some quarterbacks they are not throwing it. They'll at least go running and pick up some first yards. Mark Andrews over four and a half receptions when he does throw it. I think Mark Andrews might end this game with like 10 targets. That's going to be the safety valve. Just throw it to the person he knows. And then Huntley, anytime touchdown score himself at plus 240 odds. Again, he's a rushing QB. Once again, to the goal line, he might just run. He just might do a bootleg, sneak one in. Next game, this game was supposed to be a good one when they made the schedules, but it turns out to be a shit bed. The Broncos at home, nine point underdogs against the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are coming off the loss to the Bengals. Broncos coming off the loss to the uh, Ravens. I I mean, I said it in the recap when the Bengals beat the Chiefs. Like, I just can't wait to bet on Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid coming off a loss now. Like, that's exactly no what doubt. I'm going to do. I mean, the Broncos, don't get me wrong, have a great pass defense. And Patrick Satan is a dog. But this Chiefs team is upset. They got that sour-ass loss in their mouth right now. And I really want to be surprised if they wanted to fucking wash it down with motherfucking Russ's tears. No cap. So like on all you have to do, like we learned last week, all you have to do is just put up ten on this offense and you can win. Pat Mahomes can put up 10, 10 times against this offense. As long as he comes out ready to ball and they don't fall for like the stupid shit and they stay very um careful with the ball and don't turn it over every two seconds. This team, there's no way this team Chiefs new team doesn't blow the boys up. Yeah, and one of my best bets is gonna be this my I nine points is scary, but I'm betting on Patrick Mahomes not liking that loss last week. I do have a couple prop bets. It's Jerry Judy over 40 and a half receiving yards. No Kurt, Cortland Sutton. Judy seems to be wide receiver one. He's a nasty route runner. I think he'll get some targets. And then Kelsey over 73 and a half receiving yards. He fumbled last week. He, he feels like the loss was on him because of that fumble. I think Patrick Mahomes is going to be feeding Kelsey this game. That is. And it's going to be a – oof. Well, I don't got to pick Kyle in fantasy. This is going to be one of another four touchdown games. Yeah. And they're not going to take the foot off the gas either. You know, if, if they were rolling like five win streak, I would be afraid of it. But they're not. They, they need this win. Next and game – and they'd be on that bitch on the sideline screaming, stay greedy, stay greedy, stay greedy. Yeah, facts. Next game, we have Tom Brady Buccaneers going to play his childhood favorite team, the 49ers in San Francisco, where 49ers are favored by three and a half. And Brock Purdy is going to be the starter. Which nickname do you like better for him, Kev? What? Brock Purdy's two nicknames pending Big Cock Brock or Brock Hard Purdy. I hate you with a passion. I'm a. This ain't this ain't me. This is I. This I did take those from a different podcast, the sports gambling podcast. But I was like, oh damn, those are two fire ass nicknames. We gonna we gonna keep searching, but the second one so far. 
This is this my dog said big cock frock. You're dangerous. You're a different breed. <laughs> Almost canceled us my damn self. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we might need one after this week. Uh but honestly, Buccaneers two starting safeties, Mike Edwards, Anton Winfield might be out for this game. So the Bucks are banged up. I really like the 49ers here, even with Brock Purdy. I think the Bucks defense may get him rattled here and there. But that run, that run game and Kyle Shanahan offense is they're gonna get the job done here. And I really like the 49ers to win. Yeah, they better motherfucking win. After being the Dolphins last week, like this team showed that they're kind of like a threat right now. Yeah, I mean, there is film out now on that boy, so who knows? But I, I'm leaning towards the Bucks. I've been underwhelming all year, whereas a hurt 49ers team, I still think, is a better team. Our last three games here, we have the Seahawks at home where the three-and-a-half-point favorites against the Sam Darnold-led Panthers coming off a win, coming off a dub. Both teams coming off wins here, Kev. How are we feeling? I know you don't like the Panthers, but do you think they have a shot winning here with Sam Darnold, or do you think Geno Smith and company takes care of business? I mean, they can attempt to win. I think it would be a nice, like, it would be like a good, 14-10 first half, they truly try. But both teams are lacking in the QB department. But there's no way. Uh, there's no way I'm not taking Geno Smith and them boys. So I'm I'm a fade you. I'm a fade to public. I feel like everyone's going to be on the Seahawks here. I'm taking, taking the Panthers here. Only reason being the Seahawks have the second worst rush defense. And one thing, like the Panthers did it last week. They had like – 50 carries with running backs. I think they're going to do it again. They're going to run, 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 play defense. Sam Darnold makes throws here and there to DJ Moore when needed. And uh, it might be enough to win. The Seahawks' defense has gotten, I think, a little bit worse as the year progresses. It started off hot, all the turnovers, getting big stops, and then we slowly stopped talking about it. And now they're the second-worst run defense in the league or third-worst run defense in the league. And that's what the Panthers like to do is just run the ball. So I think this this is going to be one of my dogs here in the Panthers. I did forget to hit these couple props. Uh, Brock Purdy, anytime interception thrower. Brock Purdy, under one and a half touchdowns. I think they're going to run the ball a lot, and the, the Bucks may get one interception on him. And then for this game, Deontay Foreman, over 63 and a half rushing yards. Seahawks have a shitty rush defense, and I think the Panthers going to be able to run all over them. On to Sunday night football. This game here got flexed into Sunday night. We have the Chargers at home. Three-point underdogs at home against the Miami Dolphins. It's been a long time coming. Herbert versus Tua, the fourth and fifth picks of the 2020 draft going head-to-head here. AFC hey, don't, battle. Don't y'all play like at 820? Don't y'all play at nighttime? Yeah, we got this Sunday night football. Ooh. We got flexed into this game. It was another game before, but they, they, they said, fuck it. We need more Dolphins on primetime. Extra time to prepare. I know they love somebody in that bitch mad, but it's gonna be a good. I don't even say I want to call it a good game, but I feel like you guys' defense is only gonna be what matters the most in this game. The quarterbacks might go back and forth, they might do their thing, they might convert on some fourth downs. Two is probably gonna throw a few touchdowns. But this defense, can you guys, your pass rush, can you guys make it uncomfortable for him while he's doing all this? Can you give him the Joe Burrow treatment? Can you at least make him run for his life? He doesn't have to worry about any of that. That's when he's stuck. So, I like Huntley. I think it's hard as fuck to get out of my my parking lot. Damn near impossible. But, yeah. I think we're going to eat Herbert alive. I mean, prime time where 
he might have a big throw here or there, but he doesn't make consistent plays. There's a lot of big splash plays with this Chargers team. They rely on splash plays. The Dolphins have been consistent. I think Tua didn't look – I mean, people say he didn't look good, but the motherfucker threw for 300. If, in fact, Mahomes throws for 300 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions against the best defense in the NFL. We're like, okay, he could have played better, but we wouldn't say it was a terrible game. But the way people are sitting here acting like 300 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions is just like a, a god-awful performance against the best defense in the NFL – this blows me away. Like now we're going up against a, a hurt Chargers defense, which is dead, like one of the worst rush defenses. So I think we're gonna have running backs running all over them, which will make Tua's life a lot easier. We're not throwing the ball 40 times. I just think we we really, especially coming off that loss last week, we I, be prepared for a Miami Dolphins 40 burger on prime time. 40 burger? A 40 burger hold the pickle. I think it's gonna be a good game. I think it's gonna be like a 23-27 game, like. Somebody was driving down and they just couldn't. They ran out of time, type shit. I'm guessing, and I'm picking the Dolphins. So like, I really wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers did some close ass shit. Because especially, with, but I just think a Dolphins after losing last week, y'all not losing this week. Especially a team that you know you can run all over. Thank you, yeah, thank you. I wish we were underdogs, but Vegas seems to like us now. But yeah, on to Monday night football. Before we break down our best bets and our locks and dogs. We got the Patriots going to Arizona, where the Cardinals are one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home. Kyler Murray will be playing, D-Hop, Connor, the whole team should be there. And we got McCorkle Jones on the other side, Kev. How are we, how are we rocking here? What's the point? I can't remember exactly how I was going to put that point right there. You, oh. you, you got me stuck in McCorkle. Real quick, before we break down this game, I did have three props for the last one. Jeff Wilson, over 42.5 rushing yards. We're going to eat that Charger defense. Eckler, under 48.5 rushing yards. We have a great, ru- pat- a great rush defense. Eckler's not a real running back. And Jeff Wilson, anytime touchdown score, plus 125. But back to Patriots card. So, yeah, man, I'm kind of like upset. Why did the Patriots get so much prime time? They played damn near everything. They played Thanksgiving. They played Thursday last week. Now they get to play Monday. It's because Bill holds secrets to the grave for the NFL, bro. He got them in their back pocket. That's facts. You know something that can never be repeated ever again. (laughs) They feed him his bone. They keep that boy happy. I mean, but it's in New England? It's in Arizona. England, New England. Patriots are a road favorite here. That's crazy. A road favorite. I mean, if it was the other way around and it was the Cardinals on the way, I would have picked them, boys. But, boy, I'm not trust. I can't, don't know if I can trust them. I would like that right now. Both teams, I mean, the Patriots are the ugliest 6-6 six and six I've ever seen. I think they said the Patriots' only wins this year, have they've only had one win against a starting quarterback. They beat Sam Elliger of the Colts. They beat Zach Wilson twice. And they they beat someone else I can't I can't remember and then they beat Jared Goff, so Jared Goff would be the only starting quarterback they beat in. Oh, they beat Mitch Trubisky Steelers. Yeah, I don't know why the fuck I said I was the Patriots like that, even though because I don't like the Cardinals. I don't like I'm more of a I would trust the Cardinals on away games, but I don't know how I feel about Cardinals at home, on home games. But the Patriots is a favorite on the road non conference. 
Oh no, and then like we understand Bill can take really get rid of your best weapon, but like it's kind of tough to get rid of D Hop. Especially when he gets like twelve targets. Hollywood Brown is uh one week healthier after the bye week now. Kyler's one week healthier after the bye. But also, like you said, Cardinals are one in six at home. One in six. They don't like fans are just not even show up anymore at this point. <laughs> That's tragic. If if this was earlier in the year, I would probably take the car if D Hop was playing, I would take the Cardinals. But the fact the Patriots are six and six and their hopes for the playoffs are still alive, I think Bill's gonna come in locked in. Like Bill Bill's gonna try his best to sneak into the AFC wild card. Especially if he's six and six halfway through with the with the fucking team he has. He knew he wasn't gonna be this good. So I think he's gonna do it. He's gonna pull out all the stops to go to make it into the fucking playoffs. Whereas the Cardinals at four and eight, I think it's hard for them to get up and start playing. Like they kind of don't like Kyler. I don't think the team mess. Like it's just they just have too many monkey wrenches in the fucking going on right now uh, to really bet on the Cardinals. It's hard to say it, but I think the Patriots will probably win this game because they're just not gonna fuck themselves up as much as the Cardinals will. Yeah, that's what's interesting about this game because I know that Bill's gonna be a master strategist. He's gonna come in with his idea. They got an extra day, even though the Cardinals got a whole week to rest. But they got an extra couple of days because they played Thursday last week. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm one of, I just don't like the Patriots as favorite. It would feel so good. I'm agree with you, but I'm not sure though. Yeah, it's hard. I think I, it's so hard to pick the Patriots. I'm picking them, but then I also remember last week their leading receiver or leading yard getter was a cornerback with a 40 yard screen. But I'm gonna do it anyway. And then my last props for this show will be Hunter Henry over 30 and a half receiving yards. Cardinals are the worst team against tight ends. Hunter Henry seems to begin some work with the uh, Mac Jones and Hunter Henry, anytime touchdown score plus three twenty-five. but that wraps up the full slate of picks. We picked all the games for this weekend, including Monday night football. And as always, this is everyone's favorite part of the show, Kev. Let's get into our locks and our dogs. All right, Kev, you go first. It's been working. What's your locks and your dogs? All right, man. So this is this has been a tough one for me, motherfucking this week to choose my locks and my dogs. But for my locks, I feel like the Bengals is very very secure this week at five. What is it? Four and a half or five and a half? Five and a half, I think. Yeah. Yeah, that's because I didn't want to take the Eagles at seven in the divisional game, which made sense, low-key. But, dang, I low-key might take the Eagles at seven. I want to take the Titans, but I don't want to play that divisional game. But I'll take the Titans, the Titans versus the um the Titans over the Jaguars. And then as my dog, definitely I'm going to take the Vikings as a dog because, like, come on now. Shit, not bad. All right. I will say you win all three divisional games. Tragic. <laughs> I'm going none of mine are divisional games actually at all. 49ers over the uh over the Bucks. The Dolphins over the Chargers, prime time in front of on everyone's house and their home. Then Panthers over the Seahawks. This they have a terrible rush defense, and I think the Panthers are gonna be able to run it all over them. And we might even see a Geno Smith turnover here or there. Oh 
shit. This nigga trying to start some. Then uh, my best bets, Chiefs minus nine. The Broncos, they can only put up at best like 16 points. And I don't think they're even going to do that this week where it's the Chiefs off a loss. Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes off losses. They cover spreads. It's insane. I don't have the statistic, but they cover. Minus three and a half 49ers. I, the best defense in the league against a struggling Bucks offense. Yeah, I like that a lot, even with Brock Purdy. Vikings plus two. This It looks like a trap game, so maybe we all get burned and all the public's going to be over it. But this is the Vikings. They're, they weren't four and one on away games this year because they usually suck at away games, but they've been winning away games. So I like them as an underdog here. And even buy a point, get it at plus three, spend the extra money, get it at plus three, because this is going to be a field goal game, I feel like. And then my last two, since they hit last week, I'm going to keep the trend going. I'm going to wrap it up with two over-unders, under 43.5 for the Cardinals versus the Patriots. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, especially primetime games have been low-scoring, boring games anyway. Then over 51 and a half points for the Vikings Lions. I think this is going to be a fucking shootout. Neither team has a defense. Both offenses seem to be rolling. This really could be like a 28-26 game. You know, like both teams are scoring high 20s, I feel like. So, yeah, give me the over 51 and a half. Nice, nice, nice. And But that wraps up my five. That wraps up me and Kev's best bets of the week. And I'm going to let Kev break it down for you. Hey, man, if you're watching this show, I need you to know one thing right now. Go get some motherfucking sleep. I've been up okay. since 5 a.m., and we're going to keep it moving because that's how the train goes. Check it, check it, check it, check it. Grind, grind. But if you didn't know, we don't mind telling you that again that this has been the Totally Blitz podcast. You feel me? I'm My name is Kev Waterboy Savoy. I'm in this bitch with Paul Pickham with a concert. We just dropped, he just dropped a whole bunch of prop bets for you. He just gave you five of his best bets. I gave you my picks. I'm trying to get to the triple digits, man, and win another week in the picks, man. But if you didn't know, I don't mind telling you that you need to go get some sleep and, and tell your pillow that he a bitch. Got a problem with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You can call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't not new. Man, suck it. Let him in. Passing out the medicines. We've been on that rock star regimen. Knowing that I'm heaven sent. Higher than I ever been.